Hey folks, Sean here. Before we get started, I figured I'd let you guys know that we recently did a crossover episode with the podcast known as Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, where we talked about, uh, not definitely not a Ghibli movie, uh, Mary and the Witch's Flower. So if you'd uh, like to support us and support our dear friends over at that podcast, please go give it a listen. It is quite amusing. We'll also drop a link for that podcast in the show notes, and it can be found wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Now on with the show. This is Anime Out of Context, a comedy review podcast hosted by a weeb of the highest order alongside a cynical man who knows nothing about anime. Our show features spoilers, explicit language, and poor fact-checking. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic and none of their opinions should be taken as fact. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And the only waifu I need in my life is the holy word of Jesus. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Oh man, I, I was just reminded of an anime I need to show you later. I, I need to uh, figure out where I can watch it, but as soon as I figure that out, that's going to be a fun episode to do. It, is, is it Jesus related? It is. Oh, perfect. Uh, I won't go into too it, much more detail because that that's going to be a good episode. So anytime you get how, how, how about how about this week sean on a scale of one to ten how how holy how divine is is this week's anime eh, well i suppose that depends on your definition of holy remington <laughs> fuck i don't like like if we're talking like traditional catholic views uh kind of i mean <laughs> kind of. from what i've read of bible there's some pretty messed up shit in there i mean you you, you are correct uh so that's not too far off i mean there's the whole slavery <laughs> thing that's that's a fun one uh let's see what I'll Alternatively, it, it, it turns out that we're actually doing the most holy anime, uh, not in the divine sense, just uh, it, this anime has a lot of holes in it. Uh, uh, both th- plot this is, and this orifice. Is, yes, this is the, the great story of Porus Boris. Uh, <laughs> Porus <laughs> Boris, <laughs> the man of many holes. <laughs> Uh, no. he's straight out of Junji Ito, Boris Boris is. Oh, uh, God. You, you, you just absolutely everywhere, just gaping holes. Oh, God. Uh, if, you, uh. if you have tryptophobia, you're, this is not the anime to watch. Just, oh, boy. And Boris Boris, not a guy you want to you wanna meet in, in a dark alley. Oh, man. But he does sponsor his own skincare line, which is very inspiring, <laughs> to say the least. Boris <laughs> Boris is my inspirational waifu. Oh, God. Uh, that that you gotta love Boris Boris. Uh, I want everyone to just really think if if this is if Sean I want you to know if this is like a wholesome anime we're doing this week then I have just ruined it with Porous Boris. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah no it's a good Horace thing that... Boris is ruining your anime uh well don't worry because I feel like uh Porus Boris isn't the uh isn't the only thing that'll be ruining this show uh oh no after all oh, you're no. here uh, I mean yeah that's that that's that's a, a mainstay I'm always here to make things a little bit worse yeah no that is that is the standard you provide and we both <laughs> love and hate you for it uh but no Remington today we're gonna be talking about a show that has garnered a rather large fan base incredibly quickly, uh, but in my personal opinion, don't think it should have. Oh, okay. So, you, so you are being upfront in saying this show, in your opinion, is overhyped. Uh, yes, and oh shit, <laughs> mildly problematic as well. Like, oh no, there are some aspects that I enjoyed about it, but you know me, I'm a trashy anime fan, and I can find enjoyment in just about any anime. But you know who's not problematic, Sean? Porus Boris. Okay, he is listen a here. Up guy. I don't I don't like this character you're bringing to the show. <laughs> 
We don't have if, if many. someone if someone could could make Porous Boris fan art, you 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 would be my hero. Oh Jesus, it would be like looking at humanoid pumice. I don't think I could handle that. Oh God, it'd be awful. Uh, all right, uh, as I fantasize about Porous Boris, uh, you share with all of us what we're jumping into this week. Well, Remington, uh, this anime has been heavily requested from us. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh, you know what? This one has some very interesting and dark themes that Remington will really enjoy. And I'm like, okay, mm. okay, okay, okay. That's fair. That's fair. That might be true. Uh, other people will be like, my God, Rem is going to tear this show apart. And I'm like, you know statistically, what? Statistically, they are correct. Yeah, statistically <laughs> speaking. Uh, statistically speaking, if if in your recommendation you include he'll probably hate it, you are you're most likely correct. Yeah, uh, and more often than not, people are like, oh, he'll like this one, right? No. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> All the people who thought uh, you'd like your lie in April, for example. Uh, including me. <laughs> yeah, including you, which was a... A twist no one could have pr- predicted. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I, something tells me this one is likely going to be uh, worse than your lie in April. Uh, well, in some ways, yeah. In other ways, not all so right. much. It, it, again, it's all about perspective, man. Oh, but of course. So so what exactly is it, Sean? Okay, so Remington, I need you to think really hard about... Uh, oh, that's hard. That's difficult. Yeah, I'm aware. I'm You're aware. asking a lot of me. Uh, of all the different types of topics we've covered in the isekai genre. Well, fuck. Oh, no. Yep. It's always a goddamn isekai. Look, man, there there are hundreds of them. Like, you have no idea how many there are. There, It's it's disturbing how many there are. Okay, okay, okay. We're, we're, so, isekai, yep, thinking, I'm thinking about the totality of of isekai variety in the world. Yeah. What is, uh, what is a flavor of isekai, a subject in it that we haven't covered yet that you would like to see? Oh, Jesus Christ. Or you feel like would um, be very good to cover? That's, that's a, a broad question. Uh, you know what? I I want I I think it would be interesting if we saw more like realistic isekai, like down to earth. Okay. Uh, casual isekai, or even like like historical isekai could be neat. So a uh, bit more like bookworm is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, closer to bookworm than Sword Art Online. Uh, generally or like conception, just things that aren't wildly shown in swords, magic, etc. Because that's that's the default, I well, think. Well, I've got some good news for you on this one uh swords not as big of a factor all right well that's i mean that's a good start we won't have a black swordsman who who is is just so so intense and talented oh don't worry our main character in this show is not all that uh and talented oh okay uh yeah i will say little on the intense side though Mm, can be good or bad can be can be can be uh really remington we've discovered a lot of uh interesting topics in the asekai genre there are some topics that we just haven't touched and I, I don't know why we haven't yet. Like, for example, Remington, can you believe that we haven't come across an isekai with slavery in it? Um. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's a well that has not been tapped in the isekai genre. Um, um, uh, excuse me. <laughs> you know, slavery. That's when I said something maybe a little bit more historical. That while accurate is yeah. not at all what I intended. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, that's that's not what I intended when I started watching the show either. Honestly. Um. 
okay. But that Ooh. is definitely a, a, a theme of this show. Uh, but don't worry, okay. that doesn't that doesn't show up until like the second episode, so you don't have to worry about it. Oh, so I have I have a one episode buffer. Thank God for that. Yeah, mostly, mostly like one in like ninety percent. It's a, it's it's fine. It's not that issue. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, um, I have a question. Yes. Because it is anime. Yes. Uh, although we have not really delved into uh proper slavery, we have multiple times delved into more or less sex slaves. Uh, so I I feel like it is it is pertinent to 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 question. I shouldn't even have to ask this this kind of question. What kind of slavery is it, Sean? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, no, it is not a sex slave. This is actually not an etchy show. Uh, that's a a good thing. Yes, Yay. yes, yes. No, I'm looking I, for any victory I can at this point. Good God. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Uh, that's just probably the first key as to why I'm not a big fan of this show. Uh, but <laughs> allow me to get a bit more specific. Uh, because today, Remington, the show we're going to be talking about is called uh, Tate no Yusha no Narigari. Uh, I believe is how you say that. Uh, Japanese is hard, or maybe it's uh, Nariagari. Uh, hmm. Well, what what what's the translation of that? Oh, uh, that would be the Rising of the Shield Hero. Uh, uh, yeah, you didn't oh, expect oh, that, did you? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, so, all right. So this is all about Goofy from Kingdom Hearts, who is the greatest shield hero. Fuck, I cannot believe I'd never made that comparison. <laughs> God, I am, I'm a failure as a comedy show host. What the fuck? How did I miss such an obvious comparison? Oh, don't worry, Sean. We're both failures when it comes to being comedy show hosts. Oh, I, I appreciate that you're riding the ship to hell with me, man. But no, no, no. <laughs> uh, putting the slavery thing aside for now, as so many of us are good at for some reason, uh, what this show is about is, it's an isekai, uh, about a young man named Naofumi. Uh, okay. And Naofumi. That seems like, a, that seems like a little, I don't, that feels like a weird name. Am I wrong? Because I feel like we've not had that name and it just feels a little bit off or weird or different. Uh, it's not too out of the ordinary. It's definitely not a super common name. Okay. Uh, but Naofumi, uh, and he is spending the day at the library, finds an interesting book and starts reading it. And then next thing he knows, he is transported to a magical world with a metal shield attached to his arm. What? Yeah, no, I I didn't say it was the most stellar starting point for an isekai, but that well, does, is how it starts. Is he is he like transported into the book he was reading? Kind of, yeah, basically. You know, it's it's a oh. very it's a very page master kind of thing, but not you know scary or with Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> okay, why does he have a shield? Uh, well, that's about to be answered. Uh, okay, okay. Because as he's summoned, he is apparently summoned with three other uh people: one with a spear, one with a sword, and one with a bow. Okay. Yup, 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 yup. Stay with me now stay with me and the story begins with the king of this uh, uh country saying that the world is in dire danger and the uh uh the waves of catastrophe are ravaging the land on a regular basis and need to be stopped so they have resorted to summoning the four heroes of legend to save the entire kingdom uh one sec if you can summon if you can summon like the four heroes of legend at will wouldn't you want to do that like earlier on in the process not when it's like oh, things are real bad. We're fucked right now. But like, oh, things might become problematic. Let's get them in here. Like, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. I feel like the same applies for shonen superheroes. Yeah, uh, uh, apparently the justification for this is that it's very hard to 
perform this ritual and costs <laughs> a lot. Uh, whether that's monetarily or blood-based is uh, for you to decide. Okay. But though they're finally at the point where they summon them and are requesting that they uh, these heroes save the world and the town and whatnot. But a bit odd, the king doesn't seem to be addressing Naofumi with his shield very fondly. He's kind of treating him more like an afterthought more than anything. He seems more focused on the primary three heroes with the uh, bow, shield, and sword. Is and this whole thing just like, uh, because a uh, shield isn't used for attacking stuff, but you know what? It turns out it can actually be useful. Wow. Uh, I mean, surprisingly, it's a bit more to it than that. Okay, okay, I support it. But that could be a factor, and though he is getting a much more cold reception compared to his three uh, companions, he is tasked with going out and trying to save the, uh, save the world, and he's given, uh, he is given a companion to help fight the in the world. Uh, Wait, quick question. Quick interruption. Yes, yes, Do yes. the other three heroes, do uh, they seem like they have been isekai'd into this? Uh, yes, actually. As that well? is the thing. They, okay. They, all three, all four heroes have been isekai'd. Okay, cool. Just wanted to make sure. Yes. Like, that That factor is uh, very much apparent. Uh, and, okay, continue. Uh, you know, the, they're given a brief synopsis of what's going on, what they need to do, how they can do it, how the world works, because uh, once again, it is a very uh, video game stylized fantasy. As yeah. always. Uh, well, not as, not always. As almost always. And then mostly, even, even when it's not specifically a video game, there's almost always gamified elements. Yes, very much so. Uh, this one is, this one leans into the gamified elements pretty fucking heavily. Uh, yep. So much so that they have HUDs, uh, for example. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yep. Uh, uh, I mean, it can be interesting. Like, that can be a topic that can be used very fun in interesting ways, but, you know, it's up to you whether or not that is the case in this one. Uh, and uh, he is tasked with going out and trying to get stronger and uh, help fight off this horde. Uh, only sure. problem is, since he has a shield, uh, he can't really attack anything. I mean, to go back to our previous comparison, Goofy was able to attack. You shield bash the motherfuckers. Yeah, no, shield bashing, not effective in this world, apparently. Lame. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, yeah, and because of the nature of these sacred weapons that they all have that are, like, like permanently attached to them, by the way. <laughs> but of course. Uh, he cannot use another weapon with it. Like, you'd think he'd be able to pick up a sword and fight with that as well, but no, no, no. Uh, the shield, uh, prevents him from using anything other than the shield. What? Wait, but what about his other hand? No, no, nah, the shield prevents it. What do you, what do you mean it prevents it? Nah, you can't equip anything when you have a sacred weapon equipped. It has to, you have to use that sacred weapon. What the fuck? Look, man, I didn't write it, okay? Can you toss a, can you throw a rock? Maybe. All right. Not really. If, if I, if I see him pick up a rock or pick up, you know, I, I don't even care what he picks up. If he picks up anything in that other hand, then it makes no sense. Mm, you might be saying if that he, a lot throughout this show. Oh, uh, fuck. Oh, no. Okay, continue. Keep more going. More often than not, he's just hitting things with his hand. Uh, okay. All right. This, this is quickly turning into a train wreck straight into a dumpster fire. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, he, when, uh, there's a selection of, of different warriors that, uh, are all volunteering to go with the various heroes. Uh, when he, when they are told to line up behind the hero they wish to support, uh, nobody lines up behind Naofumi for whatever reason. Uh, well, no, I mean, that wouldn't it make sense to line up behind because he can protect you? Y you'd think that, think that. Uh, but there's more to it than that. Uh, okay. Uh, and uh, he's a little shocked by this. He's like, come on, there's not a single person that wants to join me and help me. I can't even attack on my own. Uh, then one then one young lady is like, you know what? Yes, I will come and help you. And begins uh, a training montage of trying to figure out uh, how these, how the world works 
works and how to better uh, get forward, how to advance when you can't attack yourself, party systems, you know, game mechanics, things of that nature. And the show is literally uh, him with his uh, trials and tribulations of trying to become a hero to save people while also dealing with the fact that people don't seem to like him very much for some reason. Uh, oh, oh, okay. I feel like I both so far don't understand and also don't really give a shit. You know, that's a fair assumption. Uh, and fans of the show might think I'm tr over trivializing things a bit, but like at this point, all of the like, you'll you'll understand why the show garnered so much attention so quickly when you watch the first episode. Uh, and I'm leaving a lot of things out on purpose because of that. I, what the bare bones of what you need to know is that he is he is a hero that can't fight on his own and needs help to do so. And for whatever reason, folks around him are not too keen to him as much as they are the other heroes. And oh, okay. And then it goes from sure. there onwards into the adventures and uh and the slavery thing comes up later uh trust me you'll know it when you see it well let, let let's let's see how this goes not terribly optimistic but hey you never know i mean there are some good things in the show and it does make an effort to do world building down the line i will say i have watched the entirety of the opening season of the show and can understand why people enjoy it but i i personally have too many problems with it to uh, to competently uh, describe it in a fashion that would be appealing to you remington i'll be honest plus the the show was so much better before they cut porous boris out of it oh jesus christ if anything <laughs> that's the one thing that could have made the show worse <laughs> like just watching watching this like holy ass motherfucker walk around in this fantasy land with waifus is gonna sour the taste in my mouth even more uh <laughs> But with that being said, Remington, there's not much else I can tell you. You're just going to have to experience the pure, unadulterated edge of the show yourself. Let's go in and watch some Rising of the Shield Hero. Hey, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming four, count them, four whole episodes of the hit 20... Oh, my phone just decided to reset itself. Take two. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, gotta wait for it to uh, turn back on so I can actually have my notes. Oh, it turned all the way off. Yeah, like it just, it just full on reset. Oh, I'm perfect. sitting at 30% and it just reset. It's like... Uh, Back to okay, here we go. Let's try that again. Three, two, one, mark. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming four whole episodes of the hit 2019 anime, simply known as The Rising of the Shield Hero. And Remington, you really shouldn't be as angry at me as I think you're about to be, because I said I was gonna not show you the full five episodes. Well, yeah, but here, here's here's the thing, Sean. Uh, the, the first episode pulls the good old double-length bullshit, and so you basically still showed me five episodes, even though it only went to episode four. Nah, nah, nah. See, that's how numbers work, Rem. I showed you four mm. episodes. <laughs> you, you, you showed me five episodes worth of anime. Mm, that's debatable, Rem, honestly, because <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like five is bigger than four, and I only showed you four, so. Uh, all right, uh, I'll, you know what? I'll let you win the, the semantic argument. I've lost my will to, to fight, to live, and, and to go on another day day, Sean. Okay, and before we get into what you think of it, uh, care to hazard a guess at how uh, highly this is rated on Mal, first in particular? Here's the thing. Um, th 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 this show is one of the stupidest
stupidest shows I've ever seen, but it's an isekai with a lot of isekai tropes. So I'm, it's going to be like a seven point, oh God, 7.6. 7.6. You think it's that highly rated? Unfortunately. Well, you'd be wrong, Remington. Oh? 8.3. What the actual fuck? Uh, more accurately, no. 8.03. So. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. All right. So I, I've, I, I've sort of figured out like the weeb curve, right? Right. Where it's, it's like almost everything is between like 7.2 and 8.5. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's where like 80 to 90% of all anime are. If you get into the eights, then it's like a certified solid anime. Uh, from the weeb perspective. Yeah. From the weeb perspective. What the, how does this one weebs? You, you constantly surprise me with your terrible taste. Honestly, Rem, it has to do a lot with that first episode. Uh, it set up a really interesting premise and it was a lot darker than your average isekai. So that automatically <sighs> gained a lot of uh, interest mm. for a lot of folk. And uh, <sighs> then we get introduced to, into a uh, decent waifu uh, later down the line. And that kind of helps spiral people forward. And it was a very popular light novel series before it got an anime. And well, you know, it got a 25 episode anime run and is likely to get another season sometime soon. And this came out uh, beginning of 2019. So. All right. All right. Um, I, I, I'm going to start out by saying something nice. Really? I thought that the OP for this show was pretty neat. Is that That's it? A, that, yeah. <laughs> No, that I there's <laughs> more to say the op it, 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 like the 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 music and the the soundtrack was was really nice for the op um uh, really enjoyed it they had like japanese rap going on oh, which yeah, was yeah. different you get that in a couple different ops and it's very fun yeah so you know what i i i, I dig it it's different it's unique uh it it, it it it's a bop it's a certified bop but that's all you have to say huh no yeah the other three pages of notes i have are all of its rating this show whoa fuck three pages <laughs> <laughs> Rem, you I, rarely fill one page. Uh, yeah, I've I've been filling more and more lately. Uh, <laughs> it, it, to be fair, it's closer to two and a half. Uh, but it's two and a half pages of pain. Okay. Uh, so before we get into this, I'm just gonna uh, add my stance in here. This isn't a very good show. Let's just get into it. Let's go. Let's go. It's, let's go. It's dig. so bad. It's so bad. Okay. So like the first episode, uh, we get this sort of like I guess it's a dream sequence is sort of what they're going for here. Uh, where it it's him in the world uh, now Fumi in the world and there's a, a young girl playing with a ball on top of a mountain which is the just impractical uh, it's just <laughs> well, not a good place where do you play place. with your balls Rem? <laughs> Uh, in the safety of my own home. You know what? That's uh, fair. I'm glad that you do that and you don't bring that <laughs> to the public. So then we get a nice exposition dump when Nafumi wakes up and the, the whole exposition, the whole exposition of his character is just, I'm just a completely run of the mill otaku living an ordinary life because you got to pander to, to your desired audience. And that's all they're doing here. This is yet another isekai that is all just a power fantasy. If you feel like you're just a a regular boring ass dude with nothing exciting to live for that's what their target audience is now that's not to say that all of their fans are exactly that audience i am simply saying that's who they were targeting oh god yeah because i feel like you just massively installed assaulted like a good 60 percent of our audience at that point <laughs> <laughs> if, if you watch this show because oh yeah it makes you feel powerful oh yeah i i, I want i want to be that well <laughs> 
I got bad news. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it's time to self-reflect a little, you know? The real, uh, the real problem is, is I don't think you want to be Naofumi, because I feel like that's kind of the point. Uh, yeah, Na Naofumi is uh, n n not good. Uh, now, here's the, here's one of the main problems, Sean. Uh, to, to vaguely skip ahead without getting into too much details quite yet, uh, they, they try to present it, especially the first episode. The whole first episode is trying to present it as pushing Naofumi to the brink, pushing this bland bitch into becoming an edgy bland bitch, right? Essentially, it's trying to, to justify bad behavior that will come up later, and it's trying to show that transformation. Uh, the problem is, it's not like Naofumi is a great guy to start off with. He's, it, like, truly, the best interpretation is bland bitch to edgy bland bitch, but I don't think that that's what they wanted. I don't think that was their desired result. I think they wanted, like, uh, ordinary, uh, pretty swell fella to, to, uh, to a broken, desperate man, and they, they do not accomplish this in this first episode. Uh, the, now Fumi, he goes to, to look at some, some manga in, in the bookstore or the library or some shit, and he, he finds this mysterious book, as we mentioned in part one. He opens it up, uh, at one point, so he's, he's learning a little bit about the world, right? And at one point, he sees a princess that's sort of like this silhouette of, of a, a modestly dressed woman in, in princess attire, uh, like truly just a completely blank silhouette. And he's like, I don't know, she keeps, she seems kind of slutty though. <laughs> what the, what the fuck do you mean? What are you talking about? This is like looking at Mr. Game and Watch and me being like, hoo hoo, look what he's packing. What well, are you, know you what they say about, about a big nose, Ram. <laughs> It just it doesn't make sense. Already, Naofumi is just, he's like, they're presenting him as a sort of incel metaphor. Like, and that's not great, especially because it's not like, oh, he's an incel, but here's where they've been sort of misled or misunderstand things. It's like, oh yeah, and he's fucking great, ain't he? Um, So he gets transported, he gets isekai'd into this magical world, uh, right? Along with three others, as you mentioned before, the other three are completely unfazed. They are in no way confused or alarmed. Uh, uh, they're in no way confused or alarmed or any of that. They, they're they just there. They're just like, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, and whatever. Okay, fine. They go speak to King Melramac. And uh, that that's also when we get introduced to to the HUD that they all have. And I mentioned this before, Sean. Yeah. But you know, you know something I just absolutely really hate? What's that? When they pretend to, when they have game mechanics, but they're not in a game? <laughs> uh, why? Just, just going to get, and this is more egregious because later they're talking to the, the four, the four heroes, they're chatting, right? All about their world and stuff. And they're like, three of them, uh, the three who aren't Naofumi are all like, yeah, this is just like uh, an MMORPG um, in my world. So it's, the world is exactly like a video game and it is a video game, but it's not a video game. Yeah. Just make it a video game. <laughs> why, <laughs> why go through the steps? Oh no, this is a magical world that you got transported to via, 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 via a book. Oh yes, how creative, how innovative. What is this magical world? It's a video game. Oh, okay. Like just... Just, just have him play, start the game and get yeeted into the screen or something. Is that cliche? 
Yes. Has that been done a million times before? Yes. It, does it at least not pretend to be something else? Yes. Come on. I will say, I will say in its defense, as someone who has seen the whole series, uh, unfortunately, uh, that that does have a lot more uh, plot relevance later on because of now spoilers for this series. Uh, oh, man. If, if it's relevant, Dylan might have to bleep it out. He, he won't bother. Trust me. He'll probably just skip by this and be like, oh, more work. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. No, no. Basically, what it boils down to is uh, both, like, all uh, three of the weapon-wielding heroes uh, are all f and yep. because of that, uh, they all have preconceived notions as to what this game is, quote unquote, game is like, and they treat it as such. And uh, it gets them into a lot of trouble because uh, it's either a lot of times it's either a combination of all three of their preconceived notions or none of their preconceived notions. And it serves to make them all look a lot more foolish. Uh, all right. That, well, I hate that. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, did, it, I didn't say it was good. <laughs> I just said that there was a reason. It does transition into the next thing I had written down, which is, I think it's super, they, each of the heroes, as they're talking, they learn. They learn that they're all from different versions of Japan and different versions of the world, right? Even the uh, MMORPG uh, that that uh, it corresponds to this world it has different names and, and stuff, right? And, and this is super, super fascinating. If only it was done better or like, well, at all. Like having an isekai where you have multiple people, but and they're all from the world, but different variations of the world. That can that can be intense. That can add a lot of interesting drama and intrigue. But no, fuck it. Who gives a shit? Uh, that that's for a good show, not this one. Uh, so when when they go uh the next day, they have a bunch of adventurers because they have to fight off the the different waves of bullshit. And for some reason, they they allow these like royally hired adventurers choose the heroes they want to go with which yes. doesn't really make any sense as a system <laughs> oh don't be ridiculous rem i mean think about it if you're a caster and you see you get to choose between a guy with a, a melee or a ranged you're clearly gonna want to go with the guy with the melee so that way you can utilize your casting a bit better but but wouldn't like the king want to be the one to make these decisions he he wants to make so many decisions but this one he's just like eh, whatever who cares and then when they point out like this is sort of a bad system it's it's not evenly distributed at all it's almost like that could have easily been seen happening and it's just like oh no what are you gonna do i guess i'll spend more money on the shield hero what why not just organize this shit yourself nah but you see remington it's because they don't like the shield hero no, but that but then why even give him the extra money then because he's still a hero remington no, see and that, that here's the difficulty with with the show beyond everything i i don't know if there's a single plot point that has existed that in this show so far that doesn't feel so forced. Nothing feels natural. Nothing feels like it's it naturally arises from the world, the characters, their relationships and motivations. Everything just feels like, and then this happened to cause some conflict or because something needs to happen later. And it's just a series of events like that, Sean. It never ends. As someone who's uh, read the, uh, the manga to the anime's completion and a little past, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's so, I mean, so bad. Like, the justifications and logic behind all of their actions becomes apparent, you know, later on in the show. But you can at least hint at their reasonings before you get to that so it actually feels like there's some kind of body and reason behind it. And, and you know what? They they do try to explain why uh, why all of the adventurers avoid uh, Naofumi, the shield hero. And they, they explain, well, uh, apparently someone, who cares who, it genuinely does not matter. Um, someone overheard the heroes talking and the three other heroes all mentioned that they played video games of this world, which is a concept that obviously makes perfect sense to all of these medieval fantasy people. They totally understand a video game about them. And so they have more confidence and trust the other heroes who have played this video game. And that's unironically the reasoning they put forward. Yeah, that's the fake reasoning they put forward. I'll tell you that right now. But it still doesn't make sense. Shouldn't they be like, what the fuck is a video game? What the, What is a video? Like... No, Rem, that would make too much sense. Shouldn't there be any... Genuinely, they, nobody is is confused about any of this this modern usage of anything, any modern language, any, any like, talking about video games or the, the other world. This fantasy world is unfazed. They're just like, yeah, all right, you dress a little funny. Come on there, hero. And that's it. That's all there is. It's so dumb, but one 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 girl decides she's going to team up with uh with Naofumi, uh and and she's mine and uh, I'm sorry, are you claiming her? No, oh, god, her name is mine. Uh, and the uh, almost. Oh, am I wrong? Oh, you are. No, you're right. You're right. Okay, cool. Uh, so the whole time that Naofumi is is with her, he's just like, oh god, I'm with a cute girl, and that's uh, I I am hardly exaggerating that 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 is it, there's a little bit of hyperbole there not much hyperbole um also immediately at this stage uh i i do not trust mine i do not trust the king like immediately those two are on the sus list those two are up to some shit i don't trust them uh they go out to to go and train right uh versus these little orange balloons uh sure why not um he he i mean they're your basic slimes you know yeah they they try to buy some supplies they get some chain mail for nafumi and they they try to buy him a sword but he can't pick up a sword and I just want to double down how fucking stupid this is, and I'll rant about this later too. These are just arbitrary rules that are required for plot relevance because otherwise there wouldn't be a story. Hey, uh, you want to know what also bothers me, especially in a post uh, book war world? Uh, do share the fact that her name is mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that that's fair. I, I can accept it. It hurts. Yeah. Um. Th- also, they buy, so they buy him chainmail, but it's like not chainmail. It's I swear to God, it's just cloth. It looks, it does not look like chain mail. Am I crazy? No, no, it, it's chain mail, but it's not. It's like if you were told what, hey, this is what chain mail is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay, I think I understand. And you had someone draw it, you know? Uh, as we learn later, the chain mail is for some reason more expensive than full plate armor. Uh, there were a few inconsistencies with the dollar amounts, even when you think about discounts and whatnot, that make no goddamn sense. Uh, but that's because this show uh, doesn't, care uh it doesn't care about making sense it doesn't care about any of that uh so they, they go out they fight they level up they go back to the blacksmith because they didn't buy anything for mine even though they could have because don't fucking worry about it don't think about it uh then they go back to the inn uh she mine starts getting a, a little bit drunk off wine she tries to get Naofumi drunk but he's like nah i don't drink uh and she explains that it's a matriarchal society it is. And yet the only authority figure we've seen is the king. That is correct. <laughs> 
Um, I because yeah, the queen is not uh, around currently. Oh, okay, sure. And she comes uh, back later. Don't worry. Sure. Uh, so what ends up happening? He he goes to bed. He wakes up. All of his supplies are gone, Sean. They've disappeared. Someone's robbed him. He goes. He tries to. But to, right, who could it have been? Oh, who knows? There's just so many goddamn options, Sean. It, it could have been truly anyone, and certainly isn't wildly predictable. He goes to to mine's room. Starts knocking. Uh, trying and explain the situation but by now the the king's guards are there and they they take him to see the king and he's in big trouble he sees mine there and the other heroes and they explain uh that that mine told everyone that that he had tried to rape her and and how dare he how awful of him and everyone is like how dare you you are the single worst piece of shit i've ever seen in my goddamn life uh, don't you uh, agree with them though uh, don't uh, don't get me wrong i hate nafumi um but Here's the thing. So th this is, once again, they're, they're trying to push him to the brink. He's already been sort of mistreated. Now they're having everybody turn on him. They're having it be like, oh, she's lying with such severity about him. Also, she could get some gear and, uh, and, and be with the womanizing hero, the spear hero, uh, who now has Nafumi's chainmail. And so they can fuck over the shield hero, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. You can fetch sympathy for a character without making every single other character some caricature of evil. Like, just, you you can have a little bit of nuance. It's not as simple as like, I don't know, how do we make this, us feel bad for this character? Well, I guess literally everything needs to be bad against them, and all of the other characters need to be bad against them. Otherwise, how would the audience know to feel sympathy? What the fuck? People aren't that stupid. People, I mean, then again, the show's rated an eight on Mal, so maybe they are, I don't fucking know but i don't oh, believe God. people are this stupid <laughs> uh, ram would you like me to tell you the main reason the real the real reason that everybody uh hates the shield hero specifically before uh, all this farcical stuff sh sure because so far it has in no way been explained uh dylan may have to censor this too who knows if he uh, wants but it to, he can but honestly it's it boils down to the religion of the country I, the religion I, of the country reveres uh, believes the shield is a harbinger of Okay, this is- why'd they him? Because they have to. The, the, the summoning summons literally all four heroes at once, and there's no way to summon just Why a don't they one. kill him? Oh, uh, because or... he can still be used to fight off the bad stuff. And yet they treat him why- okay, I'll address this later. Yeah, go uh, ahead. That does not help. Oh, no. I never all. said it would. It makes it worse. Uh, so, uh, then the, the episode sort of, sort of ends with, with Naofumi. He's, he's having a rough time, rough go of things, right? Uh, he does some solo adventuring. Um, he he gets ripped off from the merchants at this point the whole town is heard of, of him being awful and Which all is of them fast like news spreading for a medieval town <laughs> yeah like extremely fast and but once again don't think about it if you think about it it doesn't make any sense because they didn't even try uh then we get like magician robotnik comes from the shadows and he's like hey there now fumi i got a deal for you and uh he takes him to a carnival tent full of cages of slaves and that's that that's essentially more or less how this episode ends uh which, which to summarize this first episode shield hero wants to be sword art online yearning for goblin slayer like that's the sort of fucked up relationship we're trying to form here not quite all the way to goblin slayer not that intense but it, it, it's in between sword art online and goblin slayer you no, know no, it's still writing that hard pg-13 line it's 
real dumb. So episode two, he's browsing the different slaves. A lot of them are super monstrous, right? Um, and he explains this bit about demi-humans, which are half beast, half human. Sure. It's cat girls and cat girl affiliates. Yes. Literally, that's all it is. Yep. Um, so uh, there are boys, though. I will tell you that there are boys. Perfect. So at, at one point, uh, the magician Robotnik asks Nafumi, he's like, hey, so what kind of, of slave do you want? And Nafumi is like, I only care that they are cheap and obedient. Those are, that's all I give a shit about. And so he reviews like the cheapest ones, right? And he's like, ah, yes, this one, uh, this one is not at all, this one struggles with obedience. This one does not obey me. Uh, and Nafumi is like, deal, I'm all in. Even though that was one of my own, of, of my two criteria for, for choosing a slave. Boom, this one. Why? Because it's a cute girl. That's literally it. Uh, and it also shows that he still has some kindness with him. Does it? Does it be choosing slaves based on it being a cute girl? That? That is kindness? I, the morality of this show is all sorts of fucked up. I told you that in the first half, Rem. Trust well, me, I'm just I'm just stirring the pot at this point. It, it's, oh my God. So uh, it, we're just really emphasizing those bullshit power fantasies at this point. Now Fumi is a nice edgelord. Um, they they go get, get some food. There's literally a sign that's like, we don't serve demi-humans because subtlety is dead. <laughs> oh God! Look, uh, when the when the most Eisley Cantina scene saying that we don't serve droids is more subtle than this, yeah, uh, it's like, which at least that one has the justification of making sense. Hey, it's a big hunk of machinery that doesn't eat or drink. Th this is literally in this world, demi humans are seen as lesser than because they are other, and we don't care about providing another reason. Fuck you. Uh, they also give us a little bit of like her backstory, which I'll be honest. I cannot care about. I don't at all in any way. But Ren, uh, she's so cute. Oh, yeah. That's literally all all that her character is so far. Uh, they, they express like uh, she has a flashback with her parents and it's like, oh, yes, the shield hero has treated our kind well. So basically they're trying to present Naofumi and just the shield hero generally as like the world's worst version of Thomas Jefferson. It's like, oh, oh no, yes, he owned slaves, but he didn't like it uh it's like you're not you're not succeeding in your goal man oh god what what the, what the show is trying to do is create like moral ambiguity and i cannot express how much it fails uh so c continuing forward uh they, they mentioned that raftalia the the slave raccoon girl she has uh mental illness essentially she's got like ptsd which i'm sure this show will handle with perfect grace uh also his shield at this point we learn it has a few different abilities and powers because it can absorb some stuff uh and it gives him the ability to be amazing at anything foraging making medicine uh defending anything he wants to do basically he except can attack. except attack oh man oh so so difficult such 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 a struggle uh it, it's really stupid because if, if you wanted any obstacles in this show, fuck you. This is a power fantasy and and that's all it is. Uh, 
uh, at one point he he crafts he turns his shield into a rope shield and he comments rope shield that's not a creative name as if acknowledging bad writing makes it good writing but as I've mentioned before it fucking doesn't it goes all the way back to the Rosario vampire thing doesn't it it truly truly like you can have a little little sassy bat show up and be like oh we're doing really dumb tropey bullshit right now I'm glad you're aware but could you just have good shit instead no like that would you, require genuine the, effort yeah if you're gonna do the joke of bad tropey bullshit your show has to have enough non-bad tropey bullshit to make it you know have more impact yeah you, you need to actually subvert expectations and tropes at some point rather than simply acknowledge them like if uh, the god of the universe was named like if a super high fantasy series and you're talking about the great lord the gods of the world and then it finds out that the god is just some dude named terry <laughs> yeah you know that could be yeah. fun it's like you gotta subvert it a little bit right uh so then they end up going to a town they go into this this mine shaft or whatever uh and there's there's this big old double-headed dog that's that wants to 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 kick their ass and it's it's a quite a few levels above each of them i think it's like 10 levels higher than both of them yep um and he he blocks right and he's like all right i block you strike that's how we've been working it in the system uh but oh god it's it's similar to her traumatic moment in the past so she what is she gonna do she just can't muster it up she's paralyzed by fear because apparently that is the only way anime knows how to express trauma is literal paralysis there has been no other executions of that it's oh oh god uh but eventually it's in a really just real touching and emotional moment she thinks back to all of these great moments that she's had with her new friend and slave master and she works past her trauma and she stabs it twice and this giant beast 10 levels above them dies the fuck no i'm not i'm not gonna get into game mechanics with you on this one this one is definitely another uh one to throw in the hey game mechanics are a thing in this world but they don't actually make sense so don't worry about it <laughs> like it, it's taken them a while to level up to like level four this thing level 14 and just two stabs it's it's done for as well as the fact like they they tried to pretend oh yeah remember all these great moments between raftalia and Nafumi and that's really helping her work through this trauma you've had one episode where it, it's had like two moments i guess you could say support this she got a it, kid's meal though Rem. it's literally imagine imagine that like sean sean is my slave right uh, okay. but well, he's facing too he's, real. he's facing a bunch of trauma from his past slave owner but i go to mcdonald's get him a happy meal and you know what we're gonna go all out i also give him uh i, I give him a miniature docky makara and boom he he can work past his trauma no longer exists you're that gonna is, give a child a sexual object uh no i'm just giving you a sexual object Sean. oh it's so it's just me it's, just it's me. you it's current age you uh, oh, okay. <laughs> still only getting a, a happy meal yeah well uh, to be fair i need to watch my figure so uh yeah so episode two it, it's trying to pretend that the relationship between them is like complicated or or sympathetic or bittersweet oh yeah the, she's his slave but they have such a good connection you know no no god no it's literally slavery what the you can see why i made such a big deal out of it in the first half right rem here's the thing this show like the slavery in the show would
wouldn't be nearly as bad if it didn't pr like try to justify it. If it if it, this show was like, yeah, this this is real awful shit. Okay, cool, that's fine. But consistently, this show is like, I mean, yeah, I guess she's his slave, but like, isn't this sort of good though? And it's like, what the actual fuck? Uh, the uh, best, I think the best part is is that the world actually has justification for slaves. Like the mechanics of the world itself say, hey, if this person is your slave, they get all kinds of bonuses. <laughs> Oh, so uh, I, I have so many questions that th this show just doesn't pretend to have the answers to. Uh, we, we get to episode three um, and uh, we start with Naofumi being like, oh man, my shield has so many abilities and we've leveled up so much now. I'm so happy we were able to see that progress and we get to see all of the variety of abilities and the creative ways he uses them. Uh, we don't. None of that is true. We see nothing. Uh, then he, he's speaking to Raftalia, right? They're having a little heart to heart uh, and he's thinking, about the, the treatment that Raftalia receives because despite demi-human discrimination, the, the way they want to show that is like a little flashback. They they go to the market and a bunch of dudes are like, oh God, you're so cute. Here's a gift. Oh my God, you're beautiful. Here's a gift, which makes no sense. Like like she's a pet. Like it, it's essentially like, yeah, don't get me wrong. Demi-humans are of a lower class, but, but cute girls usurp all class distinctions. Uh, to be fair, though, Rem, that is kind of the anime fan logic. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, but is it a cute girl, though? Hmm. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. And uh, he, Nafumi, like, he's he's thinking about, like, huh, it, it's a bit strange. I mean, this country is full of lollicons. And that's the language he uses because he is the most weeby otaku in Selly fuck around. Now, can someone truly be a weeb if they're Japanese? He can. Now Fumi can. Now Fumi transcends national boundaries and and any boundaries of of decency. Uh, also, by the way, Raftalia, she's because she leveled up, and this is how demi humans work. She's older now, and also she has a personality. She went from cowering in fear to being super uh, assertive. Do we get to see any of that emotional growth? Fuck you. <laughs> No, we just suddenly have a uh, legal child is what we have. Yup, uh, which is uncomfortable. Uh, at one point, Naofumi is like, oh man, if only we could tell exactly when the next wave is going to happen. And then they like call him out. They're like, oh, don't you remember that thing we mentioned in the first episode and made a huge deal about, you know, the hourglasses that tell us the exact moment that they're going to happen? And and Naofumi's like, oh yeah, yeah, that sure, okay. The Fuck! What's happening in the show? To be the fair, show doesn't know. Did, did did the authors forget and then remember halfway through this scene? Because that's what it feels like. No, Rem. He was just so traumatized during that time. It's understandable that he forgot some things. Okay, so he he goes to see the hourglass. He also sees the other heroes. At this point, uh, the the womanizing spear hero. He's blatantly antagonistic at this stage. Uh, with no nuance whatsoever. Look, he's thinking with his nuance. spear. Can you blame him? It's true. It's attached um, to him and it's so long. It, it could be a lot more interesting if like the other heroes were good guys who just uh, have been a bit misled, but no, none of them even really have personalities beyond this point. Like so far, one is a womanizer, the other two exist. That's it. That's That sums it up. Oh, there's more to it than that, Rem. It's just that you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in, in two hours worth of content, haven't seen jack all. Uh, so the waves begin. They very suddenly teleport into the 
the middle of a field? Yep. For some reason? Oh, I mean, the event is starting. That's what happens when there's a big but, event in the overworld. But why do they teleport, though? Yeah, because that's the way video games work, Rem. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. Oh, I'm tearing my, my hair out, tearing out my luscious locks. Oh, don't uh, do that, Rem. Then you'll have no attractive qualities aside it's from true. your ass. I, I have luscious locks and a bodacious booty, and, and that is it. That Those are my personality traits, uh, actually. I would work very well in this show. Um, Which is more than the shield hero has, I should it's say. It's true. So uh, they're like, oh, but what about Loot Village? It's going to get attacked. Uh, we need to get them to evacuate. All right, let's list a few problems. First of all, evacuate where? This wave is happening like all the fuck over. Like there's no, from what we can see, there's no place that it's not hitting right now. Uh, second, so where are you gonna evacuate? Where are you gonna go? If the world is on fire, your fire escape is pretty fucking pointless. Well, uh, I, will, I will answer that question for you, Rem. Oh, oh please do, Sean. Uh, so the way it works is when the waves happen, uh, the heroes are teleported to the waves with along with their party to help combat it. And in theory, if all of the people in that area uh, can get, I don't know, like five to 10 miles away, they can be safe because it's only happening in like, yeah, I don't know, like a 10 mile radius of where the heroes are. What the fuck? All right. Um, bullshit explanation, but sure, sure. We'll, we'll, well that's pretend... why the show works, Rem. I'm not, <laughs> I know. I, I'm not blaming you, Sean. Uh, <laughs> you are simply the representative and the messenger of, of anime bullshit. Look, I, uh, I know more about the lore of this show than I care to. And even if I'm getting one or two minor things wrong, it's not wrong enough to be problematic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, continuing, uh, uh, that's how my only uh, thing. They knew the exact moment when this wave was going to happen, but they had no plan for it whatsoever. You'd think like, all right, let's station guards here. Let's evacuate this place to here. Let's make sure that right here is nice and secure. None of that happened. Well, they, they don't know where the wave is going to show up until it actually shows up. All of the principles I stated still very much apply. So strongly, they still apply. Uh, so they go to Loot Village. Sure. Okay. Um, a bunch of monsters and beasties are there. Now, Fumi, here's the thing, Sean. Mm -hmm. Now, Fumi picks up a torch. Right. Is a torch not a weapon? Be ridiculous. The only Is thing it you not can a do wooden club on fire? No, 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 Ram. What if, what if perchance we took this wooden club on fire and we tied a rock? Or maybe, I don't know, a metal point to it. Ram, don't be ridiculous. Torches are only for lighting the way. <laughs> you can't hurt somebody with a torch. That's it's, why it's, I it's line impossible. my house with dozens of of them. <laughs> Exactly. What can go wrong? It's 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 safe. It's never hurt a soul. It shows um, off the real. It shows off the really nice wood grain of my mahogany desk. I can't help <laughs> but have it surrounded in torchlight all the time. So yeah, this just further emphasizes how the game mechanics make no sense, and it makes no sense why he's not allowed to hold a quote-unquote weapon because weapon is so arbitrarily defined as to be meaningless. Uh, also, it is very nice that all of the monsters in this village just freeze in place ninety percent of the time. They they have opportunity to like massacre this village do they know um they'll usually be frozen in place sometimes they'll be distracted sometimes they'll stop mid-swing it's like broken ai in the video game just don't worry about it uh then now fumi he goes he rings a bell a few times the monsters are all distracted by the bell and instead of like killing the prey that's right there they're like oh yeah you know what actually i'm gonna hunt down the prey that's way the fuck up there perfect idea i could spend literally two 
seconds killing this one, but nah, not gonna do that. But Why? there's a new thing, Because Rem. reasons. Oh, but of course, but of course. And as we know, uh, m monsters have the same attention span as fans of this show. Uh. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know, here we're, we're trying to foster a, a community of love and appreciation for one another, Rem, and here you are. <laughs> I know, I, I'm joking, I take it back. Monsters obviously have better better attention spans. Hashtag Dracula United representing better representation for monsters. Uh, so it's around this time uh, that they, they've been telling people like, hey, you gotta get out of here. Uh, you gotta evacuate, cool, all right, uh, awesome. And, but after this courageous thing with, with the bell tower, uh, all the peasants, they go to Naofumi and they're like, oh man, we have changed our mind after seeing you. You know, we were already fighting and now we're still fighting instead of running because of your courage. Awesome. And then they all uh, immediately leave because a big monster shows up. So that whole speech was literally meaningless. How are they writing this story? How are they writing this like a page that then they crumple up a page at a time, then they crumple it up, discard it and never look at it again. So they have no idea what they even just wrote. They'll show up the next day being like, oh, what was what what just happened uh who gives a shit we'll just start from here i guess that's what it feels like i don't know man you'd have to talk to the light novel author <sighs> i if, if i if i ever come across him i will not be able to communicate sufficiently with him unfortunately <laughs> you'll just uh, you'll have a blood vessel bursting out of your head <laughs> He'll just, be very confused. Not, And it won't be the language barrier. He'll understand you're upset. Oh, yeah. I just won't be able to communicate. That All and right, the police so, will be hauling your happy ass away for trying to murder <laughs> a man. It's true. So then a bunch of royal knights show up in the city. They start out by raining a bunch of hellfire onto this village because character death is for pussies. All of the royal guard is, is pretty evil. They don't care about protecting this city. They'll let them all die. Who cares? What is their goal? Shut the fuck up. Up. Uh, they're comically villa villainous because, uh, they, they show up, right? And Nafumi is like, ah, shit, the Royal Guard is, is here now. Um, Royal Guard starts giving some bullshit monologue, but then, Sean, a 20-foot Goliath stomps up right between all of the guards without them noticing. They have no idea that this 20-foot Goliath has snuck in between them feet away. Hey, man, even, even, uh, a giant monstrosity can get a natural 20 on their stealth check occasionally. <laughs> But of course, obviously. And so uh, many of the knights leave, but some of them are like, actually, we have character development. If you believe character development is a binary between being a terrible asshole and being good, which this show does, we're gonna support Naofumi. Um, and so here, all right, this, this, is, this is a little bit nitpicky, but it's also one of the fucking stupidest things of the entire show. As all of your nitpicks tend to be. This royal guard is like, Phalanx formation. All right, cool. All right, gonna form a phalanx, uh, which nice protective unit, right? Uh, nice, really close guard yourself and the person right next to you. And, th and they form. And then they go to attack and they break the phalanx. <laughs> What the entire point of a phalanx is that you, you do not break it. Rule number one, don't break the phalanx. <laughs> That's the number one rule. But how are you Did supposed to attack someone if you're all like standing so close together like that? That's the goddamn point. <laughs> Did they, were they literally like, uh, yeah, you know, cause it uses a shield. Uh, all right. But then they just attack. What the 
fuck are you doing? It's, it's so unnecessary. You didn't need them to go into formation like that and then break it immediately. That was something you chose to do. And by God, what a terrible choice. You're right. Uh, that then, was really nitpicky, but also horrible. Yeah, like nitpicky, but it emphasizes just how dumb this show is. Meanwhile, then we go to the other three heroes. They're fighting this boss monster. Uh, they're fighting together, even though we were explicitly told that when they fight together, their powers would be diminished. Because shut up. Uh, don't don't think about it. Uh, and then finally, they, they finish the wave. They all succeed. The hourglass turns. And in another nitpicky but really dumb moment, one second after the hourglass turns, right? Uh, Sean, let's just do a little experiment. Uh, you, you have an hourglass, right? Uh, yeah, sure, sure. It, yeah, I got it's one right filled... here. I keep, it, I keep it next to my fucking abacus. Hold on. Perfect, perfect. It, it's timed completely out. All the sand is at the bottom now, right? That is correct, yep. All right, you flip it over, okay? Yep. Uh, and, and this this is... Uh, uh, th this hourglass will take a few months, probably, to go all the way down. Okay, that's fair. Uh, you flip it over. One second later, it's halfway done. Hmm. Explain that physics for me. Well, you see, Remington, time <laughs> is liquid. <laughs> time is an enigma. And the enigma is poor planning and art Did they really not have it in the budget to, to like, make one or two more frames showing, showing it where it was just, like, completely empty for a moment on the bottom, where it had, or just, like, barely starting the process? They, they they couldn't shill out the budget for that? Oh, oh. God. Or in a, a shocking turn of events, like, oh, shit, it's already filled halfway. That means that the one's next one's coming quicker, and we have no idea why. Well, that's get, far um, more thought than they put into it. Look, I'm, I'm just trying to help, Ram, you know? It's not all pointing out the bad stuff. I want to give some kind of constructive criticism here and there, because you're more focused on trying to destroy everybody's hopes and dreams, and you, know, you got you to get, get multiple perspectives in here, you know? All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump right through episode four, because it's nice and easy. Uh, the the basic idea, we start out at a, as a party. Hey, we beat the waves. Uh, Raftalia's like, now Fumi, you should go and eat. But he's like, nah, I gotta be moody and brooding, staring outside this window, you know? Uh, meanwhile, Horny Spear Boy is obsessed with Raftalia for some reason, even though he has any, all of the girls on his dick. Uh, Spear Boy is also like, yo, slavery is fucked up, which he's correct about. So he challenges Naofumi, uh, and Naofumi is like, nah, fuck this, I ain't gonna duel you, that's dumb. The king is just saying, I order you to accept this challenge because we can't have conflict that isn't extremely forced. Uh, we have a moment, we have a moment where Raftalia is like, you guys don't understand. I'm with him of my own free will. And the king is like, mm, that's not how that works though. You are a slave. So it, it's, it can never be really free, which the king is right about. He's right to call bullshit. Like Stockholm syndrome, motherfucker. It's real. Uh, now Fumi versus Spear Boy getting ready for duel of the fucking century. Now Fumi surprises him because he brought along the balloons those little slime monsters from earlier he's done that a couple times F for some reason technique you could say yeah for some reason even though they are the weakest monster the spear boy is terrified of them uh, he, we've seen him kill dozens but now oh god they are too much to handle why because 
shut the fuck up. Uh, Spear Boy, he can take down a boss, but not a balloon. Uh, then right as, uh, right as now Fumi is getting the upper hand and beating the shit out of Spear Boy, uh, Mine interferes and casts a wind blast, uh, that we get to see in a bright red laser, but no one else does, cause shut the fuck up. And, oh, is and, it, I can't, I honestly can't remember, but is it revealed that that's not actually her name at this point? Uh, no. No? No, not quite. Okay, fair. Um, they, they go and now Fumi is like, excuse me, someone interfered, even though he literally brought monsters with him, which can't be a legal move. Like, if we're talking about the legality of a duel, you literally bought, you literally brought monsters to interfere on your behalf. Clearly, we're not following the rules here. Look, I'm willing to, I'm willing to give him the monster thing because so honestly, no. like, it's not, like, beast tamers are probably a thing in that world. So, you know, that's probably a factor. And magic is a thing. So, like, eh, I feel like just having, you know, some low-level mobs uh, attached to your buttocks isn't, like, the worst illegal move you could have made. Except when apparently they make the spear hero cower in fucking fear. Look, they didn't think he was gonna cower in fear to a bunch of spiky balloon boys. <laughs> so, uh, we, we learned that essentially there's been this whole conspiracy between the king and mine, who, as it turns out, mine is his daughter. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, okay, cool. Um, and so th this whole time they've, they've been hating on the shield hero. Here's the thing, Sean. I, this is the point I'm going to come back. I, I am coming back to, I mentioned this in episode one. I asked, why don't they just like kill him or exile him or ignore him? Right. And, and you, you mentioned, well, it's because they need him to fight. Right. Right. D but no one, it doesn't occur to anyone that by like treating him this way, he might just be like, mm, you know what? I'm not going to fight. Fuck y'all. Like, isn't that a risk factor? Don't you think? Oh, it is. And he does consider not fighting several times. So don't, why, why does the king and, and all of them, they never consider this as a risk ever. Apparently they view it. They need the shield hero, uh, to, to be there on the front lines fighting, but also they're going to try to make it so that he mutinies. They're going to give him every opportunity to not fight, to have no motivation to do so. Oh, Remington. It's because, the fuck? well, Rem, it's simple. It's because he's a harbinger of evil to, in their opinion. Then just lock him up. If he's a harbinger of evil, then why treat him worse so that he's not on your side? If you need him on your side, then get him on your side. It's as simple as that. Uh, meanwhile, at this point, um, we, we get another gamified bullshit. Uh, his, his shield hero, his shield is starting to um, emit smoke and, and some orange glare and fiery bullshit. And it we get a nice little notification. Curse series requirement met, uh, which is so dumb. Essentially, once again, we're just trying to turn him into the edgiest boy. Look how badly he's treated. Oh God, he's edgy. Oh God, he's so alone. Yeah, at, he's at even point, too edgy for Dylan's taste. I, I, th which is amazing, but also valid. At one point, Raftalia, she's, she's feeling real bad about this. And she's like, he never made me do anything I didn't do other than like fight for my life, which I did not want to do, which feels like a major thing. It's like, yeah. So genuinely, this show's argument is like, hey, slavery isn't bad. It, slavery isn't great unless maybe you make them into child soldiers and then hey, it could be acceptable. Hey, she's not a child anymore, Rem. Oh yeah. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. She's a young adult now. Yeah, she's... Uh, She's a but nonetheless, she, she, she was a child soldier. She was a child soldier. And so 
they pretend like her freedom, which they grant her, is a like the show presents it as a bad thing, even though like she can still just be on his side now, but now she's not forced to. Yeah, like, like you think that would be their out the slavery thing. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, like what the fuck? And uh, sure enough, like she, Raftalia goes to Naofumi, who's still just uh, having a hissy fit. And uh, at, at one point, at one point, Raftalia, before that happens, Raftalia is, is speaking and she's like, he's treated me so good. If you really believed in helping people, you would have a slave by your side too. And that's literally a line that is said and not denounced as bullshit within the show. Uh, if you care about people, you'd have a slave too. Um, then Raftalia goes to Naofumi and is like, hey, I can still be by your side. And he's like, I don't need a traitor. Which, excuse me? What the fuck did, what did she do to become a traitor? He's like, you betrayed my trust. How dare you? Um, And then she gives him a hug and then he's all better. And that's episode four. Well, what they try to explain it as, Ram, is that the, the darkness of the curse seal was actually really emphasizing his dark and negative thoughts. Therefore, he was making rash and illogical judgments. But he's been an asshole this whole time. Oh, I mean, yeah, but hey, there's, there's some kind of like mitigating factors it, see here's here's the issue like this is just like a terrible metaphor for like grooming behavior it is there's just like nothing about it that is acceptable or okay and it tries to pretend that like yeah you know it's a terrible institution but maybe it's not all bad but it reaffirms so much like it's super fucked up it's super bad why does this show try to present it as good this is it's so and even if you took away the slavery bits which are handled god-awfully. Uh, did you mention the, the worst part of the whole thing where the fact that she uh, willingly goes under the slave uh, brand again? Oh, God. It, I hate everything about the show is dumb. It makes no sense. Why? Why? Why is the show the way it is? Why are any of the decisions the way they are? This is one... I think this is has, is a genuine contender for dumbest show you've ever you've ever given to me on the podcast. Uh, Darwin's game was more intelligent. I Amazingly, I think so. I genuinely because at least Darwin's game was mildly aware about what it was, which is a sign of intelligence. Uh, it, it was, was just like, yeah, watch. yeah, it was like cool bullshit. Yeah, this one is like, no, we're actually we're making we're making a deep point right now, and it's like, no, you fucking are not disagree. Uh, th this one, this one, Darwin's game knew it was a little bit stupid. The Shield Hero genuinely thinks that it has like deep messages within it. I mean, maybe it does. Uh... Maybe we just have to keep watching and by the end we'll understand the full extent of it maybe Rem, maybe we should sit down and read all of the light novels and see if it gets any better uh, that that uh with all love and respect is one of the single worst ideas you've ever given to me yeah yeah that's fair and as someone who was like okay i'm going to go above and beyond for this particular research episode since how popular it was uh i read probably uh a good i'd say probably a season's worth of the manga after uh, the <laughs> anime ended just to see where things went and it just kind of it just kind of about the same you know it's a steady upward hill climb of poor decisions and mediocrity and not to mention rem guess what mm. he gets more slaves uh i mean yeah it shows it shows in in the intro we at least see one more uh who's another s s small cute girl and if if you want to be even more horrified uh less than a year old i hate this show so much i hate this show this show it's you know i there, there's i've been in the abyss a few times uh in, in the past month or so but like it's been a minute since i've been this deep in the abyss 
Uh, but Ren, this is one of our most requested shows ever since it came out. You know? Oh God! All right. Well, you know, for all those people, let me just give uh, the long and short of it. If if you're wondering if if you should watch this show, if if you enjoy all the bullshit isekai power fantasies, then yeah, you probably will like this one too. Like that, I don't see a reason why you wouldn't if you enjoyed all of those. If you like quality, then probably avoid it. And that's it. That's the summary. It is the definition of an isekai. Kai trash show is what you're getting at. One million percent. Oh, Rem. Rem, Rem, Rem. You could not be more fucking correct about this show. Uh, I'm just glad that I have someone else to agree with me on it for once. Uh, 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 it's always nice when we stand unified. It's rare, but it's nice. Yeah, yeah, and I'm probably going to get more flack than you are for this because, hey, you know, for some reason when I dislike something, it's a great a great gravitational sin. They but, expect it from me, Sean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're the expected uh, offender. Disappointment. <laughs> yeah, I... <sighs> I don't know, man. Like, I, I was able to enjoy aspects of the show when I first watched it, and even while reading the manga, but not, like, in a real responsible way. It was just kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, Raftali is being really cute right now. Oh, this is fun. Oh, uh, then I have to remember all of the horrible, horrible things. The fact that Raftalia is technically only 11 years old, even yeah, though... Yeah, and even then, like, any time Raftalia is, it's like, oh, what a cute moment. It, it genuinely feels like grooming. Like, yeah. both in, like, every negative connotation that that word can have this show has it in spades and the show wants it to be like oh yeah but she does really like him actually and it's like yeah that's sort of a problem and who knows maybe down the line it'll be like redeemed maybe he'll in a grand gesture he'll remove the slave bond somewhere down the line but the fact of the matter is is they designed the world in such a way that slavery actually has po more positive benefits than negative ones and that in and of itself kind of ruins everything that the show wants to do aside from all the other stuff that we've talked about Yep. Hey, this show was, I didn't want to do this show for the longest time, Ram, but I felt it was time to address it primarily due to the fact that we get a lot of requests for it. And honestly, the sooner we get it out of the way, the better. And who knows, maybe someday we have to come back to the show. Maybe that'll happen. <sighs> But on the bright side, Rem, at least it'll be fucking hilarious when it does, because my god, this has been a treat to listen to you suffer. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I'm glad one of us enjoyed it. Uh, don't feel too bad, Rem. I've consumed at least five times as much of this show as you have, so I and I will have to do some more in the future, most likely. But for now, Rem, I have one final question to ask you. Is there any chance you'd like to watch some more Rising of the Shield Hero with me? Absolutely not, but like Raftalia, I don't have a fucking choice. Oh, thank Thank everybody uh, for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, uh, before we get out of here, we do have just a little bit of house cleaning that we need to do. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, the quickest, cheapest, and easiest way to do it is to leave us a review on whatever platform you listen on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or if you really want to help us grow, word of mouth is an excellent way to do it. But if you'd like to support us more directly, uh, we actually have a Patreon on which you can gain access to all kinds of new bonus content uh, never released to the public, as well as uh, getting your name shouted out on the podcast itself. And Remington, who are some of the lovely people that are supporting us this week? Well, as always, I want to send my regards to our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our magical girls, who uh, all of them put in great contributions and we love and appreciate them. But there's a tier above and then we go uh, we go to the yandere waifus who who keep us in check and make sure that any, any potential lovers are kept at bay. Uh, we have Devin McCutcheon, Grant Fire, 
Fire Type, Andrew Rawicki, Ross Palmer, Chris Salas, Sage Schiffner, Matthew B, Kazu Morocco, Dylan, have a beer on me, Sarah Birch, Nick Sue, Salty Pretzel, Xerix, McAlex, Jacob Livingston, I bought Dylan Conception, Glenn Michael Dolan, Juliana, Alexander Nassian Senyo, Farmer Supercalifragilistic Expialidocious Weeb, H. Wood, Hayden Lecker, thank absolutely every single one of you, you guys are great, we appreciate the contributions, but alas, there is more, there goes a place further, we gotta travel all the way to Hogwarts, it's the Boy Wizard tier coming in at $20 per person, uh, we, we and you know what, uh, screw Hogwarts, we're actually gonna go, uh, Ilvermorny, and so here at Ilvermorny, uh, Chase Fredette, you are obviously, you're a horned serpent, if I've ever seen one, uh, Adam Craft, you, 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 <laughs> Adam Craft, you are a puckwudgie, uh, a great puckwudgie, Adam, and Delina Perez, uh, between a Thunderbird or a Wampus, you, you, you got some Wampus tendencies, but you are a Thunderbird through and through. Uh, so to, to our boy wizards, thank you for bringing the magic into the show. We greatly appreciate it. This and just yet in, Remington is now a sorting hat, or in this case, just a sorting pair of trousers, apparently. You, 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 you I'm the sorting pants. The uh, <laughs> Uh, but we go further to the greatest of all tiers and the greatest of all anime. Cory in the house, the Shefano Musco tier, representing the White House and the only pure thing in politics. Uh, to start that tier off, we have to, of course, start with the patron saint himself, none other than our man saint. Then, on the flip side of things, we have the almighty sinner. Oh, but don't, don't hold your breath because it's not just one almighty sinner. No, he is a ball into the almighty sinner second form but i got bad news for saint he's getting outnumbered quickly because there's there's a a, a new member zachary shirley has decided that he's surely going to go to the dark side now it is demon lord zachary shirley uh saint i'm afraid you're you're getting a little bit outnumbered in this cosmic weeby battle uh, unless we're to assume that maybe like silicone specter is is like one of your angels uh with with big breasts uh, <laughs> uh but e even then even then you you are outnumbered still you, you need to you need to recruit some uh, well you know what uh i i stand corrected it might actually be a three-on-three -three battle because we do have theo noel representing christmas representing saint nick uh bringing a little little holiness and a little holy christmas uh to our side so maybe maybe if you squint it's three on three uh then of course we have thick mullet who has the thickest mullet uh in the entire land. We have Touchy Diplomat, who uh, doesn't need any of the cosmic nonsense, is is much more grounded and level-headed here down on Earth, except he can be a little bit touchy at times. Uh, right. We have the political statement, dubs are better than subs, nice and controversial, only to be met by another patron, subs are better than dubs, baka. Uh, we also have, uh, possibly the most egregious out of absolutely any username, Emoto Ahigao Uwu. I, I hate myself a little more every time I say it. And last, but certainly not least, uh, oh, oh no. We have Cass ID. Uh, fucking hell, love you guys too much. Thanks for that, uh, Cassidy. Thanks, thanks for reminding me of, of my mistakes and failures forevermore. <laughs> uh, you guys, you guys keep us afloat. We cannot express how much gratitude we have for absolutely each and every one of you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I, uh, I, I concur with that statement, but Cassidy, I, oh, you are I feel quick. shame. I feel great shame. And I'm just so happy that Dylan kept that in. It was a mistake. <laughs> uh, and if you guys would like to contact us directly, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, then you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter, or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. <sighs> Once again, <laughs> oh, I'm going to be laughing about that for weeks. This is going to be great. Uh, once again, I'm, I'm guys, glad you find enjoyment in it, Sean. I'm just horribly embarrassed. Uh, as you should be. It's just too good. Oh, once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. Don't forget to love each other and don't fuck your sister. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs>